Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden. Joining me, as always, is former Falcons fullback Ovi Mahaley. Ovi, big win today. Right? They got revenge against the Carolina Panthers. I mean, uh, we can just start right off top. Is this the best game I think the Falcons have played in, in 2021? This is up there. I, I think uh, they had a really good one. Uh, was it against Miami? Yeah. yeah, Miami was um, good. But uh, this was really good, especially as far as having a good game when you need to have it the most versus a, a team that you should beat. So, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm nothing but smiles for this game. The Falcons fans needed this. Uh, I think the team needed this. This was a great, uh, I think, notch or you know notching your belt or something to really build on <laughs> moving forward notch in the bedpost uh you yes, know not, you not to <laughs> make so many crude uh references there but no it was so it was really interesting because in the lead up to this game i really thought that atlanta would be able to run the ball against carolina just yeah. kind of dominate them on the ground and they they did but they didn't have really one particular player stand out uh quarter L Patterson led the Falcons with 58 yards on the ground but that's not like a a dominant rushing performance and on top of that Matt Ryan only 190 yards passing so what we're seeing I think is really just a changing of the guard in terms of Atlanta identity really it kind of like when you had Dan Quinn and Kyle Shanahan Early on, it was, you know, offense. 2016, everybody started to think of the Falcons as an offensive juggernaut. Yeah. And and that reputation has really stuck around. Mm-hmm. I think we need to change that. Because Absolutely. today was a defensive performance for the Falcons. I think they really want to start winning these types of games where it's 20 to 14 for most of the afternoon. And the Falcons do enough. They pay attention to the details. They do the little things to emerge with a victory on the road. The Falcons road warriors, Ovi, this season. I am so excited for Atlanta to win this, to win this on the road, win it against a division opponent, because uh, it's just, life is a little better when the Falcons are winning. You know, <laughs> yeah. it just food tastes a little better. What you a know? plane yeah. ride. Dude, Every, short everything. plane ride back home, yeah. like 50 minutes, you're in the air, you're, you're down, Great. you're going to Magic City, you're oh, hanging absolutely. out. Yeah. Velvet Room, whatever. <laughs> Back in the day, it was Velvet Room. We'd go there all the time when we uh, oh, yeah? finished. It, uh, it's just a chance for the Falcons to really enjoy this one because yep. uh, they earned it, but it wasn't a perfect game. Uh, uh, one thing I, I don't want to take away from their celebration, but the Panthers gave them a lot of opportunities. Uh, the pa- Panthers had missed opportunities. They had dropped passes, dropped interceptions. Dropped interceptions, they had, yeah. They had, uh, you know... Uh, Fumbles, uh, we had we gave them shoot, we uh hit the quarterback penalties, so and they have their own penalties. There's a lot of times where if they played a cleaner game, this would have been a closer game. And I know we don't want to talk about that, we want to just enjoy the win, but hopefully they are aware enough to realize, yes, let's enjoy the win, but we have a lot of things to clean up if we want to be a team that can sneak into the playoffs and have something to show next year, as far as you know, we were a playoff team in our first year back. That's Again, what we did with Mike Smith's first year, and it kind of helped us in that second year not to be starting from such a low point. We already knew that, all right, we can get into the playoffs. 
Now let's get in there and win some games. You know, we never did that, but um, uh, at least when I was there. <laughs> Playoffs three times, Damn, never won was... a goddamn game, but uh, but still, we we were on the right path. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, it, we we need to be somewhat critical, because, and I don't want to be because this was a good win. We started off the, yes. the show saying, I think this was the most complete Falcons game offensively, yep. defensively. Um, but let's dive right into the action after this break. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet you didn't see that one coming. Well, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the football and basketball action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's half off, guys. That's a big deal. What are you doing? Don't just sit there. Use the promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive that bonus. So what are you waiting for? Get started. Head over to Bet Online today because it is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. So it, it's uh, it, it, this was, on the one hand, I think a really, really solid and encouraging game for Atlanta. 50% on third down. They yeah. they were able to run the ball, I think, um, effectively, kind of like when they needed to. I know their their yards per carry, not great, but they were able to stick with it. Um, I think their run plays really set up some of their pass plays. And then, like, like I said at the beginning, defense, huge in this game. The Michael Walker, 66-yard yeah. pick six. Oh, man. Swung this game, 7-7. Yep. Once that, once he made that play, read it beautifully, benched Cam Newton's ass, got yep. him sitting on the pine, and loved it. Man, it, it, I've been out here from day one on this podcast. Michael Walker fan. I think he, really? I think he brings a lot to the table. Yeah, I really do. And he, it's been weird because so in in doing the writing that I do for the Falcolic, I'll look at obviously all the stats, PFF, all the snap counts, things like that. Michael yeah. Walker. Because it's it's so weird. They have him as like a middle linebacker, mm-hmm. even though in college at San Diego State, he um, was kind of like a hybrid defensive end outside linebacker, which yeah. you would think makes perfect sense in this Dean Pease outside linebacker kind of like scheme, like a three, four. You want a natural stand up edge rusher at that outside linebacker. They have him behind Dion and Foye. But when he's been able to be in there and make plays, the dude's made some plays. He Absolutely. is balling out. He made a huge play today. I mean, what do you think? This is another instance of young players on this defense, whether it's Dean Pease, whether it's a new coaching staff, whether it's Thomas made some great draft picks and then he got got and, and didn't really get to see them come to the fruition. Uh, yeah. you know, what do you make of, of the defense play so far? Was Michael Walker Thomas's uh, Dimitros pick? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, what was it? Uh, that their whole class. It's his what? second year, so it was his last year. It was it was a yeah, 2020 pick. Marlon yep. Davidson, Jalen yep. Hawkins, it was that AJ uh, Terrell, Terrell yeah, Michael good, Walker, good players. All four of them all got interceptions this year. How crazy is that? <laughs> good players, yeah. I, I, players. I guess that the bitch was like, shoot, I've I messed up so many times. <laughs> I better get this this one right. <laughs> and it's it's so important for you to hit on your draft pick, especially when you're, yep. you know in a cap situation like we're in where we can't just go get a big free agent that we know is going to uh, fill a need. You got to develop players. 
we've had the the worst time in doing that. You know, we're used to whole draft classes being out after three or four years with Thomas Mitchell's picks. And, and these guys is how you build successful teams. You have that young energy, that young momentum, that, that, that you know, really that young uh, attitude that we don't know any better to uh, not go hard or to not expect to win. Like, we, that's something that we're like, anything can happen. We can do anything. And I think that uh, the Falcons, with, with those four on the defense, it can be a core of something great because you don't have to worry about paying them dumb money because their contract years aren't till a couple years away. And so we can really build on that. So it's <laughs> exciting. I, yeah, I mean, that'll be the big question is, you know, what to do and really how does Terry Fontenot handle kind of the contract extensions for, you know, obviously you would think somebody like AJ Terrell, lock him up. I mean, another big game today, interception, almost came away with two interceptions. Yep. Uh, that second one was so pretty. He almost just took that ball right away. That was yep. crazy. That was I didn't nuts. know how it happened. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was nice. It was nice to see. Uh, another another really good pass breakup where he he came in, flew in, hit the receiver right after he got the ball, knocked it out. Um, continues to play really well, but but you're seeing again some of these young guys, and so it will be interesting because the Falcons did kind of get in trouble there, paying some of the of the players who were uh, contributors to that Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. and you know, that's why they're in the financial situation that they're in now is you can't pay everybody. Unfortunately, like that, that's, that's what makes the NFL like a parody driven league is you've got to make these hard decisions. Your window is only open for so long for a reason, because you financially really can't afford to keep all of the best players on your team. Um, So that will be fascinating because like, you know, somebody like Cordero Patterson who scored another touchdown today, uh, he's just, crushing it um it'll be really interesting to see what the falcons choose to do with him yeah and what he chooses to do with the falcons because you could say a player (laughs) like him at his age he's what 30 i mean he's been on a lot of teams a lot of teams the falcons are the only one where he's had success so at this point in your career as a player right you got to look at the situation and choose the situation that's best for you right Absolutely, because the problem is, uh, I was saying, I mean, everyone was saying, ooh, Cordero Patterson going to get that money this offseason. Whatever he <laughs> wants, whatever he uh, chooses to go to, they're going to want him. And then when you kind of look at that uh, a second time or take a, a closer look, you realize that he scored more touchdowns in this season than he has the rest of his seasons. Right. Throughout his whole NFL career. And so if there's a team like that that can utilize you that trust you and will give you the opportunity to be great. Are, are you really going to take maybe a little more money to go somewhere else and then be sitting on the sideline or they can't scheme up for you or don't have the pieces to put around you to allow you to, you know, be the best version of yourself. So I think they might have to you know, take that hometown discount for whatever the Falcons give them, or there won't be as much interest as we all think from other teams. Cause they're just like, Hey, he's good. But, He's 30. We, we want to find a good guy who's like 24, 25, 26. Yeah. So, I, I would hope the best for him. I'm always for players getting their, <laughs> their dang money. So, I hope he gets as much money as he can. But with our cap situation, it's going to be hard for us to break open the bank for him when we got, you know, Brady's and AJ Terrell's and, you know, all these other big names who always want an extension, always want a little more money. And I, I, I'm curious to see what Terry Fontenot does. It's going to be a very <laughs> interesting offseason. I'll tell you that. 
Yeah, but but to your point, it's it would be like a team being able to offer him ten million a year versus the Falcons saying we can offer you seven million a year, but him understanding the situation in Atlanta is maybe better suited for what legacy, you know, like just kind of eh. reputation as a as a player, like what your success, what you can accomplish things like that. And and frankly, just like having fun on the football field, right? Like everybody wants to, you want the ball in your hands, right? Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you want to win too, but you, you want to get paid. The only thing is that they could pay him. And then if he doesn't deliver or measure up to that money, then he'll be out. I've seen it places before. I mean, not to, well, the Julio story isn't finished yet. We, we don't know, but you know, Julio yeah, obviously yeah. went to Tennessee because he wanted uh, more shine. They, they may have paid him more money. I don't know exactly how the, how the money works, but he thought it was a better opportunity. So far, you know, the, the jury's still out, but it's trending towards he could have stayed here and found a way to be part of something great. Um, so who knows? But uh, the grass is not always greener. It's true. Um, uh, but let's talk about, I think, the the Falcons' offensive line. Really big bounce-back game for them. Yeah. Uh, they obviously struggled. You know, we, we gave Chris Lindstrom a lot of love. Uh, for his performance about against Tampa Bay, but that was really the only offensive lineman who was worthy of of any uh, call out. Whoa. I think today, all of them were. They they made their their blocks. They got it done. The uh, the Panthers were not able to get home at all against the Falcons, and they were not really able to get much going on the ground either. Um, after Chuba Hubbard ran for eighty two yards, I believe against Falcons in the first game, only 33 yards this week. You know, they they were able to get a Cam Newton rushing touchdown. Chuba yeah. Hubbard got in the end zone as well. But by and large, just a again, a really strong performance um, from Atlanta's defense. I, I think really since Dallas, right? Like th- this has been a, a real good streak, I think, for this this team. And, and Dean Pease, man, like they they are... They're pressuring at the right times. I really like what he's been able to call up. Um, it, I mean, should we start actually being confident in Falcons defense? Uh, we can <laughs> get more confident. I wouldn't okay, say okay. the defense that is, you know, still still in the bottom of uh, almost every category. I mean, I, I'm happy that with run defense, That's true, we're, getting, yeah. we're, we're getting better, but... <laughs> We're like, I don't even know what we are right now. The bottom five, the bottom three or last in a lot of defensive categories. <laughs> I'm not going to throw a huge party that we were able to slow down the Panthers. I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. I'll give them half a smile because we got to be good at something. I mean, when, when we've had success, it, it, the defense has, you know, picked their poison and said, all right, we'll bend but not break or we'll, you know, be terrible at pass defense, but good at I mean, sorry, a run defense, but terrible at pass defense, or choose one. And for the defense, 203 yards they ran last time. That was just embarrassing. And with Cam Newton now at the helm, I thought it was going to be much more, just because Cam is is Cam. And for them to slow down Cam Newton, keep him from you know going off, and to keep their uh, run defense to something that is, uh, what, 91 yards, more manageable, that's amazing. Uh, they got Cam Newton benched yeah, at one point. True. I mean, yep. uh, Michael Walker got him benched. Um, but but no, I, I thought I thought again, big day for the defense. Grady Jarrett, nice to see him get a uh, yeah. a recovered fumble. Dante Fowler got in there with the sack. Um, AJ yeah, Terrell, it's a, it's a sack. Cam fell down, but I know I still still <laughs> sack. 
Uh, he should have had, he should have technically almost had two. Cause one was like a run. It was almost like the, uh, the football gods give him a makeup sack there because yeah. he, he got in on, on one play beautifully, but it was kind of like a run. So he didn't get the credit. And then the next play got that actual sack. Um, yeah. But but no, I, I think the, the defense played really well, kind of like the key, the key members of the defense. Uh, Deion Jones, big hit yeah. on Cam Newton, kind of like lowered the shoulder, yep. lowered the boom, boom there. Um, but let's let's flip over to the offense. Um, I think Kyle Pitts kind of got going again. Like, is this just the type of game that we should start expecting from Kyle Pitts where maybe it's not like at least yet it's not the 100 yard takeover game yeah just like just the julio like oh nine catches 170 yards like a touchdown whatever like we're seeing five catches 61 yards but he's making plays and he's making big time catches and he's making big time catches when we need them in big time situations and so you know in order to seal the game you know kyle came up with a a nice catch near the end where we had to get a, a first down and being able to have that that extra something about you to where you know, all right, this is key. I'm going to get open, get some separation, give Matt a big target, and he is a big target. But you know, catch the ball. That that's the same thing that these amazing receivers for the Panthers didn't do on several occasions. Some of their best players dropped balls, not in the right position, and just didn't do what was needed in order for them to win the game. So Kyle Pitts, I feel like next year, the year after, he can have those. 120, 150 dominant 10 catch Julio games. But right now, especially with Hayden Hurst back, who was a great yep. distraction for everybody else because he gets gauge, gets pits, gets, you know, our weapons more open. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is doing exactly what he's supposed to, which is to be a, a role player. He, we want him to be a star. He might give us some flashes, but if he just plays his role and his part, we can win games, as you saw today. Yeah, and and I think he's he's been a big part of of what Falcons offense was able to do today. But I'm I'm still kind of hoping that Matt Ryan gets a little more comfortable with him. I think over yeah. the stretch, it like the the biggest the biggest thing. And I wrote a piece on this about earlier this week. Um, Kyle Pitts is having a better season than I think we give him credit for. And he's he's third amongst NFL tight ends already is as a he, rookie. No, he's yeah. not. He's third he behind the third most yards of NFL tight ends. Yep. yep. He's ahead of Darren Waller. He is behind Mark awesome. Andrews and Travis Kelsey. He is third so amongst NFL tight ends. Gronk- Travis well, Kelsey, Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Not Gronkowski? That's strange. Nope. Nope. Um, yeah, Gronk doesn't have yards. A lot of touchdowns, though. But yeah, I mean, it's like we're we're not we're not giving him the credit I think that, that he deserves because the expectations were so damn sky high. They were and hilarious. again, it's it's like Reasonable Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan doesn't necessarily look his. He's not trying to force feed Kyle Pitts the ball, and I understand why he's not. Like I get I get where he's coming from from that standpoint. He wants to spread it around, but I, I kind of feel like everybody the numbers that we all expected for Kyle Pitts to get were only attainable if Matt Ryan was going to like force feed Kyle Pitts yeah. 90 targets this season. And and it's clear he's not, which is fine. We just now need to reorient our expectations and Kyle Pitts should be considered to like exceed any of those expectations that are relatively like within reason. He's crushing it right now. He's killing it. Kyle Pitts is doing really well. 
Yeah, he's doing great. Um, Odell Beckham, he is not. And thank God for that. <laughs> because if it was a different receiver. Nah, he's quiet, dude. Yeah. Even as a rookie, like you, he would be demanding the ball. Like, I'm, I'm the next greatest thing. And um, I like the fact that he's quiet, but I need him to turn it up a little more. Again, I know he doesn't want to take over the team and doesn't feel like he's earned the right yet, but I need, because you saw, even though Julio was quiet, you saw a couple times where he'd bring out, you know, that that that, that beast, that, that savage, and, and you see it in his face. He wouldn't talk that much trash, but he'd let people know about what was going to happen, and, <laughs> and, and and it would happen. His and play I, I love Kyle talk, yeah. to really get, you know, a, a little more swagger, because I feel like he's still kind of feeling his way through the whole thing, and and, and hasn't really just popped that cork and, and just unleashed himself upon everybody. So uh, I, you you know when someone's super comfortable and they're in the zone, Kyle's got there maybe one or two times, but I still feel like he's not holding back because no one would do that purposely, but still like he, ha- he isn't fully comfortable with being a superstar yet. No, no, he's not. And... You know, that <laughs> that takes time. And hopefully he never becomes comfortable being a superstar. Because, you know, you want you you like a you like a quiet receiver, right? You know? Nah, yes and no. I mean, everyone <laughs> in, the, in the NFL is cocky as hell. Everyone has this that's damn fair. attitude I mean, and you yeah, have to fair. have, you know, a certain level of uh uh braggadociousness, I think is the word. Uh, just a certain level of moxie oh, in order to to survive in the league. But it's about, you know, con- controlled cockiness. You know, you have to still respect your opponent, still understand that anyone could be beat on any day on any play, but still feel like I'm the best player on this on, on this field at all times. You know, and even though it was not true, especially when Tony Gonzalez on the field and Matt Ryan, I feel like I was the best player on the field. Like I, I walked out there and said, that "There's <laughs> no one better than me." Like it wasn't like, "Let me just yeah. wait." No, for you got to. Matt. Matt Ryan to make a play. I said, I'm going to make a play. Me and Mike Turner are going to make a play. I'm going to, you know, erase my guy from this earth. When I hit him, he's going to explode into small little pieces and Mike's going to run wherever the hell he wants to run. You know, that that's kind of just <laughs> the mindset. And uh, hopefully Kyle, you know, his own version of that, you know, gets, gets he gets comfortable with soon. No, it's it, one of my favorite things was uh, like Keanu Neal was one of the nicest people in the world. Quiet, soft-spoken. Yeah. Just the friendliest dude. Yep. You would not want to talk to him on game day. Like he just turned into the predator and, and yep. like it just had a different look in his eye. Was like, I am out here for blood. Yep. And yep. It, yeah, you gotta you gotta flip that switch. You gotta go to a place mentally where where you're ready for combat. Um and yeah, so I totally get it. Uh but I, I mean I think what I really like about this Falcons team is it's one thing to say, like, you got to get better each week and you've and the good teams, you know, progress, get better, what what have you. I really actually do think the Falcons have found a way to, you know, maybe it's not every single week, but by and large, I think that most consecutive weeks, like I feel like they're playing better football than they were, you know, a week or two pr- prior. Um, and, and that's a good thing. I mean, because they're going to need to win these games down the stretch. They're back in yep. the thick of it because they won today. But it, it feels like the Falcons have not really hit their ceiling yet this season. Um, what say you? I mean, even though they've had good games and, and you know games that are almost complete, they, they absolutely have not hit their ceiling. Like, 
they hit their ceiling when you know Cal Pitts is, is consistently going off when Hayden Hurst is there. I mean, Russell Gage, let's yeah. give him like a little round of applause because yeah. in Calvin Ridley's absence, he didn't he have to raise up. his game. He didn't have to, but he has, and it, it, it's not a fluke anymore. Like, he's doing this consistently and showing that I'm going to be the leading receiver. Y'all can better get used to it. You know, <laughs> Calvin comes back. If he doesn't come back, I'm going to ball. And he's catching tough passes. He's getting open. And Matt Ryan is feeling comfortable with him. So, uh, you know, I, I think that this team is getting better, absolutely getting better, you know, almost every single week. And the players that need to play well, they're not only doing that, but the role players that yeah. we need to step up. We're, we're seeing them here and there. I mean, Hayden Hurst is, is a great player, but, you know, catching key balls and, and key downs. And even, uh, was it Lee Smith? Uh, the other, the Lee big Smith. Yeah. What's I was up? like, wait, Lee, wait, Lee Smith signing? I mean, just keep him nice and warmed up because it's always you know, a good to have a, a third outlet. If Kyle and Hayden aren't open, you know, a good old Lee Smith, no one's guarding him. <laughs> no one's going to uh, uh, double cover him. He'll, he'll be open every time and he can catch the ball and will catch the ball. So I, I really love where we're heading. And I think that. We have a lot of uh, uh, a growing we still can do, which is exciting because we can keep growing all the way until next season. But for this season, I just hope we grow enough to beat the 49ers, and we'll talk about that more later. But then every team after that, and or enough teams to get into the playoffs, I'd love to see some playoff magic. Uh, it, it'll be fun just for the Falcons fans. I mean, well, they're probably going to lose. But, you know, the, the fact that we're in the playoffs and we're playing meaningful games in December, we haven't seen that in years. Years, yeah. I mean, to to take everybody behind the scenes a little bit is, uh, I I make the episode titles, <laughs> and when I when I wrote the the last episode title, it said you know the Falcons playoff run starts here, and I meant that mainly because if the Falcons didn't win this game, then it was just kaput, you know, like yeah. no no hope. But the more I thought about it, in in the lead up to today's game, I started getting really excited for no reason, like. Yeah. Against my better judgment, against, mm-hmm. you know, like all faculties that I had, I, I tried really hard to just keep it bottled down. Yep. But it it just it just started rising up. And I was like, God, if the Falcons can win this game and like do it convincingly, which I think they kind of did. Yeah. They're playing really well right now. And and yes, I know that they lost against Tampa Bay, but. Tampa Bay could win the Super Bowl. They just won the Super Bowl last year. They brought everybody damn back. Like, they're not in the same class <laughs> as the Falcons. The True. Falcons and the Panthers came into today's game with the same record same in the record. same spot, looking to make the same thing happen. And the Falcons kind of kicked the Panthers' ass for most yeah. of this game. And, it was fun. Uh, it and was that really is really fun. exciting. Absolutely. Uh, what was fun was watching... The Panther fan base melt the f down like they were hot. <laughs> they were like fire rule now. Get that coach out of here. Cam Newton's a bust. Oh, they were hating on him. They were just saying it. it they were so upset at losing to the Falcons. Like it's kind of funny seeing the other perspective of it. I think one of these days we got to get the believe in, in uh, you know Panthers, believe in Saints, or the other people who do these podcasts on here so they can tell <laughs> us about just how. The, their fan base melts down and loses the Falcons because people don't see us as a good team. NFL teams feel like this is a W in their column. It, sh- it should definitely be a W. No one's, uh, we said this earlier, no one's scared of the Falcons. No one's scared of any of the players that we have. 
uh, you know, except for Matt Ryan sometimes, and they feel like, all right, well, he has to throw to somebody. He can't throw to himself. So we're really not scared of the Falcons. You don't have to be scared to us to lose to us. You know, uh, that, that that's the lesson number one, hopefully the Panthers realize, because they probably weren't scared of us either. And their fans definitely weren't, because they feel like they should have kicked our asses, and they didn't. So I'm, I'm loving uh, the fact that people don't give us uh, the credit we deserve. That's all right. We'll take it. Nah, man. Yeah, they don't give us the time of day, but that's fine. You know, okay. sneak okay. up on them and, and let's uh, let's take a look at where the Falcons stand uh, in the context of the NFL playoff race right after this. Say goodbye to dull gifts. I think I will. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Ah, I see what they did there. You know, diamonds dull, bright. These guys are on it. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest-quality lab-grown diamonds you can find. And at a light price, too. I mean, $800 per carat. Not a big, uh, you know, carat expert myself, um, but there's that information for you. $800 per carat. So you may be asking, what is a lab-grown diamond? Well, they have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but they're just grown in a lab. Because of the process, they can create stones in a bluish pink or, you know, a, a, just a classic white, maybe just a good, beautiful blue. I'm a classic blue guy myself. So visit lightboxjewelry.com to add some sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds. Never a dull moment. All right. So the Falcons, with this win, are six and seven. Mm. They they are now second in the NFC South, so they're behind mm. Tampa Bay. No no chance I think of uh, of of passing Tampa Bay, but yeah. they are ahead of uh, of New Orleans and Carolina, uh, and currently they are tenth in the NFC playoff standing. But crucially, four teams, five teams, are all six and seven right now. Atlanta being one of them. So. Uh, the Washington football team is currently slotted as that seven seed based on tiebreakers, things like that. You got the Vikings, the Eagles, the Falcons, and the Saints are all six and seven. So this is going to be a big race down the stretch. I mean, yeah. weekly wins, losses, everything's going to define that. The Falcons are going to take on the 49ers who just won against Cincinnati in overtime so they're coming off of a close big win um against an afc team who's really kind of been surprising a lot of people this year um but if atlanta wins next week i mean they're now right in that playoff conversation 49ers seven and six so both teams would be seven and seven atlanta would have the tiebreaker against san francisco i mean a win next week knocks san francisco essentially out of the playoffs um for the time being <laughs> um, yeah. but, but it, that it's just to emphasize where Atlanta is in all of this and why today's win was so huge. Every game is, is a must win situation. Uh, you know, every, every game that the Falcons are yeah, in from here on is really, if they want, if they want to get to the playoffs, is a must win situation. So, you know, we can lose maybe God, one. That's so much fun. It, it, it is fun uh, and nerve wracking, but mostly fun. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, I really think that the Falcons, uh, play up to the situation um you know, there's some teams that play down to their competition and and you know as good as you think they are they'll play up or down to the competition they won't just be have their own standard uh, of play 
And the Falcons are, are one to where, yes, this is a good thing right now. They realize that this moment is one where they have to push beyond their boundaries. And that's why I think some of the younger players are stepping up. That's why I think, I don't know what, what locker room speeches are going on, but it's it's definitely having an impact on, on the team because we, we spoke about it yesterday. I, I mentioned you could see the fire in the team. You could see the effort in the team. You could see the uh, just the the desire to, to to shock the world versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it didn't go the way we wanted, but that something gave me a little bit of uh, of hope because I have guarded my heart, like most Falcons fans, from getting too excited and too hopeful and too, you know, <laughs> this is it. We're going to do it. And the glass is always half full. No, I can't can't do that because they they they've hurt me, they burned me, and I'm not gonna let it happen again. If I can get hurt again, but uh, I, I think it, it's hard not to be optimistic when you see the team playing such inspired football. I'm I'm totally gonna start zagging, and I'm just gonna be a rational optimism guy uh, for the rest of the season. <laughs> rational I'm, optimism? Is there such a thing? I'm, I'm just I'm gonna buck the trend. I'm gonna buck all common sense. I'm all in. I'm all in on the Falcons. Playoffs, baby. What's up? All right. Get ready uh, to get hurt. I was 10 and 7. Beginning of the season. We're going 10 and 7. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're, we're going wherever the hell we want to go. No, that that, that didn't happen. That, hey, that didn't happen. I was I was seven and ten, and, and they're uh they're one, you know, one win over the next four games. I think they've got more than that. Seven and then, ten will get us to the playoffs. So you so you're they're gonna beat the they're gonna beat the Lions at least. Yes, yes, yeah, true. But we gotta beat more than that. I want to see us get to the playoffs. Come this far to <laughs> I, I think I think nine and eight right now is is probably uh, eight nine uh so there eight nine or nine and eight is it's got to be one of those two um yeah. but the 49ers it really briefly let's let's kind of touch on them quickly because Debo Samuel against AJ Terrell is going to be one of the funnest like just coolest matchups to watch I think this season like Debo Samuel is one of the most unique wide receivers in the NFL. AJ Terrell, again, just absolutely like it's one of the most fun parts of football is to see yeah. young players kind of make that leap like right in front of your eyes and, and just see and wonder like how high is the ceiling on this guy, on this yeah. player. And w- we're right in the midst of seeing all of that with AJ Terrell. So, I mean, what what do you think of this 49ers team against a Falcons team that, again, like seems to be playing its best ball? Each consecutive week, uh, I think the 40, this 49ers team is, is going to be a real challenge for the Falcons. I think go, going out, um, you know, ha- having a team that has like a Cordero Patterson light and Debo Samuels, uh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. These, these weapons that yeah, light, light we might have. be a stretch. Yeah, I mean, Cordero Patterson is a little bit heavier, uh, I, I think, than Debo. He looks uh, heavier. I, I didn't, I, I didn't know you meant it literally. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. As far as production, no. Debo is—I don't have the stats in front of me, but the you know, toe to toe, the Debo's a beast. Oh, yeah. He's killing absolutely. Us. But um, I, I I like the fact that the Falcons don't seem to be scared of anyone. Again, going back to how they, they they try to trade punches with Tampa Bay, you know, the, the 49ers are a team that I feel like they should be. It's not—they're not like a, a top five team or you know a. A team that has an unbreakable uh, offense or defense, like they—they they are yeah. human. They bleed. They—they, they, you know, <laughs> like, like Rocky Four. They're—they're man on a machine. And so, if you throw your punches, throw your best stuff at them, we can win this. And, and we're not backing down. I, I love that we're coming off a win because the 
confidence is just continually building. And, and this is a, a huge step that we can take by getting a W against them. It's not going to be easy, but if we play, like you mentioned, a complete game that we kind of saw today, we can win this. Luckily, this game is on the road, uh, which the Falcons, for some, they're five and two now, yeah. I think, on the road this yeah. season, have yet to win inside of Mercedes Benz Stadium. Oh, I don't was, buy it, home it's, tickets. <laughs> it's so funny because before the season, we were all making such a big deal about the fact that the Falcons. Had so many, had more away games than any team in the league. They had the fewest home games of any team in the NFL. Now it's a good thing. Joke's on us. That was a good thing. We're, thing. Like, we're oh, all we idiots. Nobody oh, knows a damn thing. Uh, <laughs> I just feel bad for these fans. They come every single home game. Maybe this is the one. This is the one. This is this is not the one. We we just can't. I mean, they why do they start marketing the to the away team? team? True, true. We book like all the harder teams for home, so it's kind of a. You know, the schedule's fault. Kind of. That's true. But, uh, I mean, 49ers, that's going to be a tough road game. Uh, Falcons did win there, though, in, what was that, 2019? So, mm. you know, <laughs> anything can happen, but then they will return home against the Lions. God, that yeah. better be the first. That better be the first win. Um, ooh, first win yeah, of the we, season at home. We coming lose to week the Lions at rough. home. We should just cancel the rest of the season. Pack up. Go home and say, you know what? It was it was fun. It was a fun season. We're, we're, we're retiring everyone. Well, here's here's one. why you want to get the monkey off of your back in week 16 against the Lions, because then you've got the next week you're on the road against the Bills. Eh, you expect to lose that one, but uh, yeah. damn, January 2nd, my brother's birthday. Happy early birthday, Heath. Um, Buffalo, New York. One o'clock, January second. I mean, windy, snowy. Could oh. anything could be in play there? But you return home the next week against the New Orleans Saints. Season Ooh. could be on the line. Playoffs could be on the yeah. line. That's going to be a fun as hell game. Oh yeah! Uh, but you need to win. You need to win at home once before that because you don't want to be going in to the final game of the season, potentially yeah. a playoff do or die game, not having won at home. Man, no, like, the choice will be a win. Like- their coach is just such a loose cannon, and I just—we're <laughs> not losing to the damn lines. That's not happening. I, I don't no. care. If I have to suit up my damn self and go out there and <laughs> you know throw a couple blocks. We're not losing to the lines. There you go. Um, you got anything else to say before we get out of here? Nah, man, I'm good. Uh, I'm 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 loving the new trend the Falcons are taking. Uh, I, I'm gonna allow myself to get a little bit excited to believe a little bit, not too much, but I'm allow myself to to start thinking that this playoff thing might not just be a, uh, you know, a boogaboo specter of let's talk about something that never going to happen, but it might actually happen if a team <laughs> plays like this. So I'm excited. Everybody got to start to believe, you know, believe yeah. in Falcons. That's what we like to say around here, whether you spell you it uh, B-L-E-A-V or B-E-L-I-E-V-E. There you what's go. Up? Yeah. What's up, school? Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that. Yeah, words. Do it again. I know. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening today. Um, as always, presented by Bet Online. Please let everybody know where they can find us, um, which is wherever you listen to any of your favorite podcasts. Um, and we will be here for the remainder of the four games this season. Hopefully, the hmm. Falcons really can make something happen. Ovi, you and I are excited. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a fun, a fun December into January. What's up? My Bulldogs are in the playoffs. The Falcons fighting for the playoffs. 
football's good. Been yep. good to me this year in 2021 and I missed it. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.